Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. Okay, we're back on the Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guests today are Nasheet Waits and J.D. Allen. They are part of a trio. Uh, They've come to Mississippi being supported by a grant from South Arts, who is our regional arts organization that supports arts, and and, uh, they, they have a grant program bringing uh, professional jazz musicians south and performing throughout the south. So we're really excited to have you all here. But I was thinking about kind of our, our, our greater audience and just trying to give them a better understanding about kind of the jazz musician's life. You know, people, they see the classic movies and things like that, but I, I'm curious about kind of like, either you could jump in here, just kind of like what your life is like on a daily basis in terms of working as a professional musician in, in New York. My day starts generally at 6 a.m. when my son wakes up to go to school, and then I'm the person who takes him to school. When I'm in town, I'm also the shuttle. (laughs) So I drive him to school, come back home, and then, you know, do do whatever work I have to do. it, it could be it could be anything, uh, but usually it's like uh, you know sometimes you find yourself on the computer answering emails and doing a lot of logistical stuff like that uh, for different pro- like for for this for example I was it took me it took a while for me to try to put the pieces together and you were very helpful in that uh, Larry so thank you Thanks. right here on the road you, you gave a, lent a great hand right. and uh, opened up some doors for us down here in Jackson so thanks a lot. And there were a lot of people who did that for us down here in Jackson. You know, Jawad, uh, uh, Dr. Wanda Kehi, uh, Alfe, and Claude Wells. You know, like community. Community is, is the theme of, of this particular uh, situation. Develop, the community is already there, but we're, we're getting a chance to exercise it and, and kind of like stretch it out and see, see how malleable it is. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Let, let's yeah, skip that, that was jazz. Right? Oh, let's give. Let's. Okay. All right, JD, you you you, you pick up and right, see what right. you. All right. So, right, the so jazz we, we were we were just we were just to your emails. I think. Right. Right. We were just to the right, emails right. about ten. I mean, like a typical day could be anything, but that's when I'm home. And then if yeah. there's and if there's work, that generally is like at night. So that that that. But generally, like I travel quite a bit. So like the, the life on the road is. A lot of times it's like getting up early, catching like a plane or a couple of planes or a train or something like that to your next city. You get there, you might have a little time to maybe shed a little bit, maybe practice a little bit, maybe, you know, clean yourself up, get a little lunch. And then it's like, yeah, decompress and that's on to the sound check and then to the gig. And then it's like to the hotel and then you do the same thing the next day. So it's it's pretty rigorous and can be... uh, it can be drain the energy. The travel is what drains the energy. You, that's what you get paid for, we say. You get yeah. paid for the planes and trains and automobiles. You play the music for free. <laughs> JD, what about, like, um, do, do you do any teaching? How does that fit into kind of uh, Not at the moment. Okay. Not a lot. I, I, will, I will teach. Uh, I'm not currently teaching at a, a university at this moment. Uh, but I, I wanted to add something on to what Mr. Wade said, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of thinking that goes on you know I mean I, I had a, I, I remember I worked for a great drummer by the name of Winard Harper he used to say I think about jazz I, I practice 24 hours a day 
even when I'm not, when I don't have the instrument, or he's his in his case drumsticks in his hands, he's I'm practicing, which is and you find yourself thinking about what you're going to do, and I guess I can akin that to maybe uh, being a farmer and planting a seed and uh, waiting for it to grow. And it, it may look like it's not growing, but something is happening. So that 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 kind of if that makes sense, that kind of thought process goes on in terms of how do I get better as an artist. What type of space can I put myself in to present to present our, myself in the best possible light? Things like that. So it, it it it's in a sense it's a, it's you're your own business person, so you're responsible. So what you put into it is what you get out of, out of it. And it, I think that echoes what uh, Nasheed was saying in terms of the email. You have to be the PR person. You have to be the manager. You got to be all these things. The candlestick maker, the big all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Social media, you have yes, to be your so, own PR yeah, now person. Like we yeah. just had this conversation today, yeah. you know, on top of being an artist, you know, which is the first, the goal, being the best artist you can to uh, share, uh, you know, be able to, to share your feelings in a safe space, which is music, you know, or art. Well, I'm, I'm curious as well, like just thinking about New York City and maybe the Eastern Seacoast, the Eastern Seaboard is all, overall, uh, we're, we're all, we're kind of out of post-COVID, which really shut things down for a long time. What are things like in terms of playing opportunities or things opening back up for y'all? Is it still, is it a slow going? And what do you, what do you guys see in terms of that, that aspect of it? It's, it seems like it's almost back to normal, if you want to use that word, to a certain degree. Like in terms of, um, it seems like the majority of the places that we worked at are still f- functioning. There were a few yeah. places that closed oh. down, like the Jazz oh. Standard and yeah. a couple of other venues that, that didn't make it. But I think for the most part, at least in New York City, you know, I know New York is, is kind of like a, a bastion of culture around the world. So that's that might not necessarily be an accurate representation of what's happening all up and down the eastern seaboard. Uh, it seems, though, like in New York City, it still retained, it still kind of retained its, it seems like to me. I have young kids, so I don't go out that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm not working, I'm not really hanging out that much, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. But you know, I live in the village in New York, and so you know, like Smalls. Smalls was one of the one places that really kind of yeah, like they, they were like we're we're gonna they were like <laughs> it was an act of defiance. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, we appreciated that. But yeah, then, you know, that's deep, straight, deep, straight, deep. straight West Village, New York City, yeah, representing. Yeah, Spike Wilner. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in that sense, I think I think it's kind of almost getting. I mean, I've been I've been on the road like the last four months. So, I mean, it seems like it's kind of gotten back to, I guess, normal or at least mm-hmm. like a, a capacity of work has returned. And Europe is, is back in terms of the festivals? I was, I was in Europe like half the time. Yeah. You know, since May up and through now, I've been, I've been over there like half, basically have like about two or three months of that, of that time period, mm-hmm. of that four months. You're listening to the Arts Hour. Our guests today are Nasheed Waits and J.D. Allen. They're here on behalf, uh, in support from a grant from South Arts, uh, bringing professional jazz musicians, musicians south to uh, the southern states. And they're here to play in Mississippi and do residency. Y'all are going to speak to some students at JSU? Or what? what's the message that you will carry to our, our next generation? What are, you, what are you guys formulating for that? I think a lot of times for, in those type of situations, I, like, I think we all kind of like to 
kind of put the ball in their hands and be like, well, wh what is it that you would like to talk about? This is what we do. You know, give a brief, like, this is who I am. This is, if, for those who don't know, you know, I'm a musician. I live in New York City. I, you know, traveled the world or whatever. I play with these people or whatever. What is it about that that you that you would like to have, that you have a question about or what intrigues you or, what, or if you want to be a musician, what are some of the things that you think you might need? You know, what are the what are the two? We're talking about the toolbox, right? What uh, skills do you need in order to be a working musician and make a living at it? Like, you know, that's a and now it's I feel like it's we're we're like primarily instrumentalists. Now there's like a lot of generation of, of people who are dealing with electronics. Like, you know, I feel like that was shepherded in like in the 80s and so forth. And now it's like now people can't you know sometimes people don't even they can't play an instrument but they can make music so-called <laughs> you know through the through electronics and so forth so I, I that's not my expertise but I mean I, I feel like good music is good music regardless what the genre or how where it was created or where where it, where its origins are from or any of that I'm not a, a purist in, in that sense but or, like, and, and also it could be a situation where you know this is what it looks like to uh be brave in a sense. In a sense of, I, sh I should clarify, because I don't want to alienate anyone by saying that. I say, be, when I say be brave, and it's saying hearing something in terms of a calling, for lack of a better term. I'm sure there's a lot of church people that's listening right now. You know, a calling and answering that call and going for it, you know, and, 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 and being there to answer questions as far as what is it like to uh, I, I've, I've been in places where they ask you, I, I feel I'm afraid to do this. What should I do? And sometimes you, I think maybe we, we're a person in that situation who just so happens to be in front of a group of young people can say, give it a shot. It's going to be hard, but hang in there because in the end, you want to say, you want to try your best. And if you put the work in and do what you got to do, something will come out of it. Again, to go back to the analogy about the crops, like you see something, you put a plant a seed, you don't see it grow, but one day it does grow, you know, so that, so maybe that might be a purpose. I mean, you know, definitely talking about the technical aspects in terms of playing music and, and, and getting something from them, but uh, I think the uh, emotional part of it, the, the, the vigor and, and, and hard work it takes to stay in it and just to do what you want to do. It it seems and and this is coming from the provinces, you know, like being based here, you don't see, mm -hmm. uh, you're not exposed to as much of like uh, the the new thing that's happening in jazz or whatever. But mm -hmm. just kind of reading the national criticism and 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 the New York papers and things about mm -hmm. there seems to be a lot of um, a lot of young energy, a lot you know younger musicians who are really uh, people are feel and it seems like people are energized about the music in a broad sense that maybe, and maybe I'm misinterpreting this, but you know, just from the outside looking in, there's, there's a lot of um, optimism about people who are, you know, there's an expansion happening and things, you know, in, in terms of the music, in terms of creativity, creativity. And, and that, but I don't know if there's things that you're, that either you are seeing kind of in the music over the last 10 years that give you hope for the future or that you find int intriguing in terms of like, things that people are doing to kind of expand the vocabulary or oh, that kind wow. of thing? Upside. Well, first of all, let's hope that we can get it to the point where you're not on the outside looking in. Because if it's a part of American culture, it's your music also. Mm -hmm. This is our music. It comes from a particular community within Amer in, in the United States of America, but this is your music too. So 
the word new can be a bit tricky. It can, it can be a bit alienated. It can alienate people in a sense. Sometimes it can alienate a person like, well, I'm not intelligent enough to understand what this is because it's new and I'm afraid of the other and new. So let's hope. And actually, this I'm very proud to be a part of this organization. And, and I'm happy that Mr. Waits was able to suggest this because maybe this is an opportunity to let people know that there's only 12 notes. You may play rock and roll, you may play classical music, or you may play, I don't know, hip hop. You're playing the same notes I'm playing, but just in a different order. We are together in this, you know. So when you said on the outside, I was like, ooh, that, that, that's the problem right there, that you're not on the outside, this is your music. This is, this is, you're from here, this is the music. We've gone all over the world. This actually represents America the United States of America, and it's held in high esteem. So in terms of the younger younger generation, I always ask them, what's the expiration date on new? That's my question, too. Like, when you say new, okay, so when is that going to expire? Because hopefully you'll be around for that to expire. A Mercedes-Benz never goes out of style. Chuck Taylors are always in style. You know, that's kind of how I try to associate myself with things that are timeless. This is Larry Morrissey. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show is broadcast on MPB's statewide radio network on Sundays at 5 p.m. For access to all our past shows, please subscribe to the Arts Hour on your favorite podcasting app. at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-THE-NUMBER-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Okay, we're back on the Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guests today are Nasheet Waits and J.D. Allen. They are part of a trio. Uh, they've come to Mississippi being supported by a grant from South Arts, who is our regional arts organization that supports arts, and, and uh, they, they have a grant program bringing uh, professional jazz mu- musicians south and performing throughout the South. So we're really excited to have you all here. But I was thinking about kind of our, our, our greater audience and just trying to give them a better understanding about kind of the jazz musician's life. You know, people, they see the classic movies and things like that, but I, I'm curious about kind of like, either you could jump in here, just kind of like what your life is like on a daily basis in terms of working as a professional musician in, in New York. My day starts generally at 6 a.m. when my son wakes up to go to school and then I'm the person who takes him to school. When I'm in town, I, I'm also the shuttle. <laughs> so I drive him to school, come back home, and then you know do do whatever work I have to do. Um, it, it could be it could be anything, uh, but usually it's like uh, you know sometimes you find yourself on the computer answering emails and doing a lot of logistical stuff like that uh, for different pro- like for for this for example I was it took me it took a while for me to try to put the pieces together and you were very helpful in that uh, Larry so thank you Thanks. right here on the road you, you gave a, lent a great hand right. and uh, opened up some doors for us down here in Jackson so thanks a lot 
And there were a lot of people who did that for us down here in Jackson. You know, Jawad, uh, uh, Dr. Wanda Kehi, uh, Alfe, and Claude Wells. You know, like community. Community is, is the theme of, of this particular uh, situation. Develop, the community is already there, but we're, we're getting a chance to exercise it and, and kind of like stretch it out and see, see how malleable it is. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Let, let's skip that, that over. Was let's, jazz, right? Oh, let's give. Let's. Okay. All right, JD, you you you, you pick up and right, see what right. you. All right, so, right. The so jazz we, we were we were just we were just to your emails, I think. Right, right. We were just to the right, emails right. about ten. I mean, like a typical day could be anything, but that's when I'm home. And then if yeah. there's and if there's work, that generally is like at night. So that that that. But generally, like I travel quite a bit. So like the, the life on the road is. A lot of times it's like getting up early, catching like a plane or a couple of planes or a train or something like that to your next city. You get there, you might have a little time to maybe shed a little bit, maybe practice a little bit, maybe, you know, clean yourself up, get a little lunch. And then it's like, yeah, decompress and that's on to the sound check and then to the gig. And then it's like to the hotel and then you do the same thing the next day. So it's, it's pretty rigorous and can be... Uh, it can be drain the energy. The travel is what drains the energy. You, that's what you get paid for, we say. You get yeah. paid for the planes and trains and automobiles. You play the music for free. <laughs> JD, what about, like, um, do, do you do any teaching? How does that fit into kind of... Uh, like- not at the moment. Okay. Not a lot. I, I, will, I will teach. Uh, I'm not currently teaching at a, a university at this moment. Uh, but I, I wanted to add something on to what Mr. Wade said, that mm-hmm. there's a lot of thinking that goes on you know I mean I, I had a, I, I remember I worked for a great drummer by the name of Winard Harper he used to say I think about jazz I, I practice 24 hours a day even when I'm not when I don't have the instrument or he's his, in his case drumsticks in his hands he's, I'm practicing which is and you find yourself thinking about what you're going to do and I guess I can akin that to maybe uh being a farmer and planting a seed and uh waiting for it to grow and it may, it may look like it's not growing but something is happening so that 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 kind of if that makes sense that kind of thought process goes on in terms of how do i get better as an artist what type of space can i put myself in to present to present our, myself in the best possible light things like that so it, it, it it's in a sense it's a, it's you're your own business person so you're responsible so what you put into it is what you get out of, out of it and it, it, i think that echoes with uh, Nasheed was saying in terms of the email, you have to be the PR person, you have to be the manager, you got to be all these things, the candlestick maker, the big audit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Social media, you have yeah, to be so, your own uh, PR yeah, now, person. So we yeah. just had this conversation today, yeah. you know, on top of being an artist, you know, which is the, first, the goal, being the best artist you can to uh, share, uh, you know, be able to, to share your feelings in a safe space, which is music, you know, or art. Well, I'm I'm curious as well, like just thinking about New York City and maybe the Eastern Seacoast, the Eastern Seaboard is all, overall, uh, we're we're all we're kind of out of post-COVID, which really shut things down for a long time. What are things like in terms of playing opportunities? Are things opening back up for y'all? Is it still is it a slow going? And what do you what do you guys see in terms of that that aspect of it? It's, it seems like it's almost back to normal, if you want to use that word, to a certain degree. Like in terms of, um, it seems like the majority of the places that we worked at are still f- functioning. There were a few yeah. places that closed oh. down, like the Jazz oh. Standard and yeah. a couple of other venues that, that didn't make it. But I think for the most part, at least in New York City, 
you know, I know New York is is kind of like a, a bastion of culture around the world. So that's that might not necessarily be an accurate representation of what's happening all up and down the eastern seaboard. Uh, it seems though, like in New York City, it's still retained. It's still kind of retained. It's it seems like to me. I have young kids, so I don't go out that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, if I'm not working, I'm not really hanging out that much, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I live in the village in New York, and so you know, like Smalls. Smalls was one of the one places that really kind of yeah, like they, they were like we're we're gonna. They were like <laughs> it was an act of defiance. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, we appreciated that. But yeah, that, you know, that's deep. straight, you straight, straight West Village, New York City, yeah. representing. Yeah, Spike Wilner. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in that sense, I think I think it's kind of almost getting. I mean, I've been I've been on the road like the last four months. So, I mean, it seems like it's kind of gotten back to, I guess, normal, or at least mm-hmm. like a, a capacity of work has returned. And Europe is, is back in terms of the festivals? I was, I was in Europe like half the time. Yeah. You know, since May up and through now, I've been, I've been over there like half, basically half, like about two or three months of that, of that time period, mm-hmm. of that four months. You're listening to the Arts Hour. Our guests today are Nasheed Waits and J.D. Allen. They're here on behalf, uh, in support from a grant from South Arts, uh, bringing professional jazz musicians, musicians south to uh, the southern states, and they're here to play in Mississippi and do residency. Y'all are going to speak to some students at JSU, or what? What's the message that you will carry to our our next generation? What do you What are you guys formulating for that? Yeah, I think a lot of times for in those type of situations, I like I think we all kind of like to kind of put the ball in their hands and be like, well, wh- what is it that you would like to talk about? This is what we do. You know, give a brief, like, this is who I am. This is, if, for those who don't know, you know, I'm a musician. I live in New York City. I, you know, travel the world or whatever. I play with these people or whatever. What is it about that that you that you would like to have, that you have a question about? Or what intrigues you? Or, what, or if you want to be a musician, what are some of the things that you think you might need? You know, what are the, what are the two? We're talking about the toolbox, right? Mm-hmm. What uh, skills do you need in order to be a working musician and make a living at it? Like, you know, that's a, and now it's, I feel like it's, we're, we're like primarily instrumentalists. Now there's like a lot of generation of, of people who are dealing with electronics. Like, you know, I feel like that was shepherded in like in the eighties and so forth. And now it's like, now people can't, you know, sometimes people don't even, they can't play an instrument, but they can make music so-called, <laughs> you know, through the, through electronics and so forth. So I, I that's not my expertise. But I mean, I, I feel like good music is good music, regardless what the genre or how, where it was created or where, where, it, where its origins are from or any of that. I'm not a, a purist in, in that sense. Or, like, and, and also it could be a situation where, you know, this is what it looks like to uh, be brave in a sense. In a sense of, I, sh- I should clarify, because I don't want to alienate anyone by saying that. I say, be, when I say be brave and is saying hearing something in terms of a calling, for lack of a better term. I'm sure there's a lot of church people that's listening right now. A calling and answering that call and going for it, you know, and and, and being there to answer questions as far as what is it like to... uh, I've I've been in places where they ask you, I, I feel I'm afraid to do this, what should I do? And sometimes you, I think maybe we we're a person in that situation who just so happens to be in front of a group of young people can say, give it a shot. It's going to be hard, but hang in there because in the end, you want to say, you want to try your best. And if you put the work in and do what you got to do, 
something will come out, out of it. Again, to go back to the analogy about the crops, like you see something, you put, you plant a seed, you don't see it grow, but one day it does grow, you know, so that, so maybe that might be a purpose. I mean, you know, definitely talking about the technical aspects in terms of playing music and, and, and getting something from them, but uh, I think the uh, emotional part of it, the, the, the vigor and, and, and hard work it takes to stay in it and just to do what you want to do. It, it seems, and, and this is coming from the provinces, you know, like being based here, you don't see, mm-hmm. uh, you're not exposed to as much of like uh, the, the new thing that's happening in jazz or whatever, but mm-hmm. just kind of reading the national criticism and, and, and the New York papers and things about, mm-hmm. there seems to be a lot of, um, a lot of young energy, a lot, you know, younger musicians who are really, uh, people are, feel, and it seems like people are energized about the music in a broad sense that maybe, and maybe I'm misinterpreting this, but you know, just from the outside looking in, there's there's a lot of um, optimism about people who are, you know, there's an expansion happening and things, you know. In, in terms of the music. In terms of creativity, creativity. And, and, and that, but I don't know if there's things that you're, that either you are seeing kind of in the music over the last 10 years that give you hope for the future or that you find int- intriguing in terms of like, things that people are doing to kind of expand the vocabulary or oh, that kind wow. of thing outside well first of all let's hope that we can get it to the point where you're not on the outside looking in because if it's a part of american culture it's your music also mm-hmm. this is our music it comes from a particular community within the in, in united states of america but this is your music too so the word new can be a bit tricky it can, it can be a bit alienated it can alienate people in a sense sometimes it can alienate a person like well I'm not intelligent enough to understand what this is because it's new and I'm afraid of the other and new so let's hope and actually this I'm very proud to be a part of this organization and and I'm happy that Mr. Waits was able to suggest this because maybe this is an opportunity to let people know that there's only 12 notes you may play rock and roll you may play classical music or you may play I don't know hip-hop you're playing the same notes I'm playing, but just in a different order. We are together in this, you know. So when you said on the outside, I was like, ooh, that, that, that's the problem right there, that you're not on the outside. This is your music. This is, this is, you're from here. This is a music. We've gone all over the world. This actually represents America, the United States of America, and it's held in high esteem. So in terms of the younger, younger generation, I always ask them, what's the expiration date on new? That's my question to it. Like when you say new, okay, so when is that going to expire? Because hopefully you'll be around for that to expire. A Mercedes Benz never goes out of style. Chuck Taylors are always in style. You know, that's kind of how I try to associate myself with things that are timeless, you know, instead of new or the new thing. Like I, w- I want to be timeless. I want, I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be something that 25, 30 years from now is held in high esteem as a, a work of art and something that contributes to someone's life being better. So you're not on the outside. Like, once again, the blues comes from here. It would be no jazz without the blues, you know. So this, be proud. This is, this is your thing, too. You know, might not have come from your particular community, but you have some involvement in it. Your listeners have involvement in it. So embrace it. It's yours, you know. Oh, you want me to ask this? Well, yeah. If, if you have anything to add to it, that would be great. No, I think J.D. hit, hit the nail on the head. I believe somebody had made some comments about, I have maybe some of the same feelings when you start using those terms like new or different, or I'm doing something different, I'm, that's old. I feel like it's, 
like you said, it's it's like uh, I don't think there's a um, expiration date on on quality. You know, Beethoven was bad. It was amazing when he composed it and was performed the first time, and it's amazing now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, hundred, hundred fifty. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. that. You don't qualify that like that. Okay, you can say like oh, certain things are contemporary. We've had like you know, I feel like the classifications of art and creativity are maybe somebody else's department yeah. because me as the creative i don't think in those terms i don't think in terms of new and old or that's like traditional or i don't you know i you know for me it's it's all coming from the same place and i'm trying to achieve the same goal which is i'm trying to be a vessel for for the for the art you know i'm not trying to control it i'm just here to 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 be uh, at service to to the to the people and to the to the uh and since the drums seem to be my, my uh, means of communication and whatnot, then that's that's the vessel. But I, the mo- when it's the most pure is when I'm not as involved in the process. I'm talking about like intentionally involved, like, okay, I'm going to do this now and I'm trying to do this. Is when I don't have to think about that and it's just happening. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that rarely happens, though. That's a place that I'd like to be where I don't have to really. But generally, it's like you have to manufacture some type of, like, not purpose, but, like, execution. But in those magical points where you don't have to really think about anything and it's just happening, that's, that's, the, that's the sweet spot. This is Larry Morrissey. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show is broadcast on MPB's statewide radio network on Sundays at 5 p.m. For access to all our past shows, please subscribe to the Arts Hour on your favorite podcasting app. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. We're back on the Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey, and our guests today are Nasheed Waits and J.D. Allen. They are jazz musicians from New York City, but part of the Mississippi diaspora, and they've come back to uh, perform in Mississippi and do some uh, residency work as well. So we've been talking a lot about your trio work with Eric Rivas, but I'm, I'm curious, I'd like to hear from both of you kind of in terms of like other projects that you've got going now, either working in collaboration or band leader or working in other people's bands. Just curious about some of the other stuff that y'all got going. Maybe, J.D., you could start, maybe. Yeah, I recently released a recording called Americana Volume 2 Quartet with Charlie Hunter, Rudy Royston, and Greg August. It's kind of, well, not kind, I can't say kind of. It is an investigation on one-chord blues, and uh, kind of stems from checking out Alex Lomax recordings. And yes, you can Google Alex Lomax recordings and listen to the prison songs and things like that. So it's just a simplified, just having a very simple canvas and working from that aspect and not being afraid to deal with simplicity and sound and melody. Another idea that I'm working on is maybe possibly developing my own soundscapes and getting into the sonic thing in terms of manipulating sound and, and maybe augmenting that with something else. Uh, 
is it a midlife crisis in terms of trying to be <laughs> down with these young people you mentioned? With the no, it is not, dear listener. It's not that. <laughs> it's just that I figured out a play. My play within that world of electricity, I think soundscapes are, are very interesting to me. Not in the meditative, meditative sense, but in the, in the terms of taking something that's dealing with nature, human, or whatever, and taking that and manipulating that as if it's in another multiverse, I guess. And so that that that's my, it is not a midlife crisis, I tell no. you, but it's, that is my way of dealing with the electronic in a sense. So. And we had electronics when we were kids too, folks. <laughs> that's they, true. They it's existed. called Casio, and they're making billions yeah. of dollars. Listen, <laughs> listen to Stevie Wonder records. I mean, he, exactly. We grew up with it too. Exactly. It's just a little too, bit different. You know. So don't think <laughs> you invented it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I have a, a recording coming out, another quart- quartet recording, actually. It features uh, Steve Nelson on vibraphone and Mark Turner on tenor saxophone and Rashawn Carter on bass. And it's a, um, it's a work that was inspired by these concerts that we were having in Central Park during the pandemic. Photographer and uh, good friend Jimmy Katz is the uh, conduit between uh, Giant Step Arts organization and they funded some of these concerts and then we it was kind of just like almost like we're doing down here a kind of barnstorming type situation we were picking a spot in the park and and playing and allowing people to come and listen and that was and this was in like the fall of 2020 and so a lot of people for that was the first time that people had heard live music (laughs) since march and out of that we we created it again the following uh, year and then we started doing the concerts he uh, he asked me to uh, co-curate the series and we started doing the concerts in Seneca Village which is a black settlement in Central Park in New York City founded by black folks they were they were of course moved out of there that's like the story of gentrification of what yeah. I originated there in Central Park so that was the site of those concerts and from that spawned this uh, recording which is entitled uh, it's my it's a New York love story a bittersweet love story so it's my connection to New York City I was born and raised in New York and I, I love New York but it's, it's a rough little spot sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it could be rough you know and I'm a native New Yorker so I have that kind of like you know that's why that's why me and JD get along so well because he has that thing too it's New York like, and Detroit know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know but I mean and it's just the type of get people your shoulders up that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. The they literally did yeah, go up you know you, you, <laughs> but from you know diaspora yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. you but you but you have that edge and there's a certain type of intention with what you have to move in the city in order to be able to get where you want to go like you ain't gonna get there looking up in the eye you're gonna get you go someone's gonna have their hands in your pocket if your hands if you're looking up in the sky too long so there's there's stories about in in the music there's stories about you know people i met there like andrew hill who's an incredible pianist that i worked with for some years and was really like a mentor to me great composer an incredible person i considered him like a really good friend of mine but i met him in new york city he came to a concert up at columbia university and i was working with jackie mclean who was one of the people that he used to work with he came to the concert and one of the um members of the band saw him out in the concert and then a couple of days later he called me to join his band i couldn't have been happier <laughs> you know stories like that but then there's also stories about this like i told you the uh series was being in seneca village in central park one of the other titles of one of the songs is five the hard way and that's in uh relation to the uh, central park five again you know young black men wrongly a- accused of a of a, of a horrific crime 
And you would have been in their age group, I guess, at yeah, that time, right? Yeah, so you felt that pretty. I was, I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. So, you know, running around doing the same type of stuff. You know, you, you know, just kids. You know, kids. We used to do all types of things, you know. Growing up in New York City was incredible back then because it was still like, like now it has more of like an Orlando, Florida kind of tinge on it. <laughs> Whereas like, you know what I mean? When I say that, I mean like, catering to tourists right. more like you know 42nd street back then was like watch your back mm-hmm. you know they were like <laughs> you could you could encounter anything but then they were like these triple feature theaters that we you go to that we'd sneak into you know cut school and go to and see like the mac and three three the hard way you know what i'm saying yeah, 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 you yeah, know yeah. see all these kind of movies and whatnot uh and they'd be you know people be living in the movie theater, <laughs> you know doing all kinds of stuff so i mean it has elements of that but then it's also like it was home too you know, so there's warmth and there's there's love and, and joy and support in there as well. But and all those little different communities, you know, the village and, and yeah. they were all their own little places mm-hmm. unto themselves. Uh, this is the Arts Hour, of course, and we're talking with Nasheed Waits and J.D. Allen. And they are here as uh, guest musicians uh, performing and doing residencies here in Mississippi. J.D., I wanted to kind of get back at an idea that, that you mentioned earlier was was talking about spaces and performance and spaces and and. Is that about, you know, we think about jazz and it's in the club. It's a, a nightclub that you go to. Is, it, is there anything about in terms of like expanding out the possibilities or what, what, are, what are your ideas about kind of spaces and, and, and music? Well, okay, I'll, I'll say this in terms of spaces. I've played at some clubs as a leader that if I saw the price of the admission to get in, I wouldn't be able to go see myself sometimes. Now you think about that. And a person, maybe someone who's listening right now, maybe they want to go to see a performance, but it it comes down basically to access. Now, now, earlier I talked about from the perspective of the the musician, but now I would like maybe to at least bring someone in who might hear us and might want to be an ally or an advocate in terms of maybe... You know, you never know, you know. But in, in, from the perspective of access, I think that's a big problem. It's nothing, it's nothing, I mean, everyone has to make a living at it, but if you have a space that's within a community, you're able to advance the culture of this music that comes from this part of America, the United States of America. You're able to advance the culture. You're able to uh, replenish the ranks in terms of creative musicians you're able to give access to the community maybe people who don't see it maybe this might be a situation might might be the first time someone who is seeing a a live jazz performance you know thankful thankful to south arts for the opportunity to do that so in terms for the listener or the person who just who wants to be involved in that i think we would be kind of silly to not consider that you know everyone is kind of going through a, a economic hard time right now you know so that's a possibility in terms of space from the perspective of a listener. From the perspective of an artist, it gives us an opportunity to uh, control, I would say, to be in charge of the space, to be have more responsibility in terms of how it's viewed, what's in that space, uh, the percentages that... Uh, and that's not to alienate uh, booking agents or club owners. I'm not saying that they're bad people. I'm just saying it just gives a bit more ownership in terms of how that creative process is shared. That's all. Right. You, you, don't, you don't have to go to this spot to hear the music. Yeah. Like you said, it's not like the only exactly. the jazz club or the concert hall or something like yeah. that. It seems like the quote unquote jazz has been 
put in a situation where that's where you have to go to yeah. access the music. And like JD was talking about access, exactly. I think one of the primary goals of, of us coming down here to Jackson and for us doing the work in the, in the Midwest also was to give access to the people who exactly. wouldn't normally necessarily have it for free. It's like, yeah. look, this is... And then and then it could be inspired. I remember uh, several people have talked about, like I, I was doing some work with this um, French soprano saxophonist and Theo uh, Emile Parisian, great young man, and uh, Theo Coker was was uh, a trumpet player who's Doc Cheatham's grandson, was in the band as well or is in the band, and he was saying that the reason that he was playing trumpet was not because of his grandfather, it was because Wenton Marcellus came to his school when he was young and was playing trumpet. And he was like, "That's what I want to yeah, do." Yeah, that's how it starts. That's <laughs> you know? how it picks you. Yeah, just that one visit. Wenton Marcellus came to his school and he was like these cats look cool. He was in the suit and yeah. he was oh, tied yeah. up and he was, and then he just made it see, you know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. it, it, it made him, it was like, yeah, that's what I want to do because of just that one moment mm-hmm. what crystallized for him and he was like, all right, I want trumpet. Went to the band director the next day, yeah, I want to play trumpet. <laughs> you know, and now he's making a living doing that. He's creating some beautiful music. We just want to be, we want to inspire one person, yeah. you know, two, two or three people. I want to just, and not, you know, you could be a listener, you could be a, I remember there was this one gentleman who used to come out to the club in the Iridium, and he didn't look like the people that used to come to the, any of these clubs. And like, you know, it's usually, it's like a community of people, you know, kind of hip, educated mm-hmm. to a certain degree, a certain type of education. Yeah. And he would come to this club and he was like dressed in like, you know, workman's clothes. Mm. And I see him out a couple of times and I was like, hey man, what's going on? I talked to him, shout, hey, what's going on brother? I'm talking to him. And he said, I said, how did you get into the music? How did you start coming to the music? He said, well, look, I'm a sanitation man. He said, and somebody had thrown away an Albert Isler wow. record. I took the Albert Isler record and I took it home and I put it on and I was like, what? wow, I dig this. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. He said, I dig this and I was wow. like, that's we want we want to access we want those people to have access to the music yeah you know what I'm now this is somebody now he from the from the hood you know lived in the bronx he was like nah brother i came <laughs> out he wow. said he said he was it was out it was it was you know people throw out all kinds of stuff on. he said he put it on and it was like wow okay i'm digging this <laughs> he had never yeah. you know i mean he that opened up a whole new world for right because right. i saw him at a gig we were playing a double bill with uh sam rivers it was sam rivers trio and andrew hill quartet at the iridium and he came out a few he nights and I was like, and I had seen him a few, and I was like, let me talk to this brother, because I've never seen him before. And he just looked, he looked, and he was like, oh, no, I'm that person. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm that person. I was like, but it was so beautiful, because oh, I was like, they, yeah. they will make you think that that type of music or that type of art or whatever is only accessible to certain types of people. Right. And that's not true. That's not true at all. Yeah. It's not, it's true. not true. That's what we're here. It's to not do. a classism or anything. Like yeah. That. It's not. You think about the bravery he had. You talk about bravery to come yeah. to a place where he, I'm sure, didn't feel the most comfortable. Oh, he wasn't, yeah, you know? he came like in the sanitation. I mean, not. I mean, yeah, but but he was a worker. Yeah, yeah, He had that deep of a feel for this music that he had to hear it. He loved the music. He was like, "No, I'm coming out." Well, Nasheed JD. I want to thank you all so much for being with us today on the Arts Hour. Really appreciate it. I guess people can find you wherever you look online. You're yeah. pretty easily accessible, both of you, in terms of your recordings and, and information about you. Um, but uh, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for listening to this MPB Think Radio podcast. MPB depends on support from listeners. So if you can, please contribute today at mpbonline.org.
On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. 